The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful and warm Palm Springs, California, and I'm so delighted you can join me. Tonight we have a fabulous show with Dr. David Che, best-selling author of Total Law of Attraction. And we're doing a live show in which David talks about the six health criteria of Chinese medicine that will tell you if you're simply healthy or not. This is better than a very simple blood test practiced by your local physician. You're going to love all of this amazing information tonight. And before we get into commercials, please don't forget to register for the cruise. Sign up by going to LOARadioNetwork.com forward slash cruise. Put in your deposit and then run over to Cassie Park's ManifestIt10K.com program where you're going to learn how to actually materialize money for the cruise and so much more. Remember, this cruise is for you to learn that money is simply energy. Sign up and then change your life forever. Also, if you're interested in advertising in the Law of Attraction magazine, then contact me and we're going to get you some of the most economical rates ever. So let's take a fast break and then we'll be right back with Dr. David Che. You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Hey, if you want to ask questions on our live shows, Again, go to LOARadioNetwork.com and find the menu button that says Live Show Schedules. They have all the times and dates of every live show with the phone number that you can call into. And if you wanted to be reminded of live shows, just sign up and we'll send you a weekly reminder so that you can call in no matter where you are in the world. And even if you can't make the live show, that's okay. You can always send your question into us via email and everyone will answer it on the air. And one last thing. Don't forget to read your free Law of Attraction magazine by going to lawofattractionmagazine.net. And again, sign up for updates. We'll let you know when every issue comes out. Again, it's free and it's designed to get you to the place where you're feeling so good, so powerful, and so ready to create a beautiful new reality for you. So let's get on with tonight's show with my co-host, Dr. David Che. Now, Dr. Che wrote the best-selling book, Total Law of Attraction, and it's now in print in China. <laughs> I think that's just fantastic. You can find his book, 
Total Law of Attraction in all the bookstores, or you can even get the e-format book by going to Dr. Che's website, which is TotalLawOfAttraction.com. Well, welcome back, David Che, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so happy when you come and visit us on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, thanks, Jewel. It's always great to uh, speak on your show and to um, help our listeners. So tonight, David, we're talking about Chinese medicine and how to determine if you have health problems right off the bat. So, David, tell us how you got started initially in Chinese medicine. Uh, my, my mom's brother, my uncle, was born in Taiwan. And uh, as my uncle was growing up, he, he was very interested in Chinese medicine. And so he was lucky enough to be introduced to some a lot of the different masters of Chinese medicine. And he was taught, apprenticed under a lot of these masters. And um, uh, when I was in my early 20s, I, you know, kind of really met my uncle, we, you know, because I was in school and you know, growing up. And uh, he was in Florida and I was in Chicago, so we didn't really meet up or anything. And so um, when, I, when I was co- going to dental school, right when I got into dental school, I came to Florida, visited my uncle. I was all grown up and everything. I wasn't a little kid anymore. Um, uh, that's when, I, you know, he kind of really taught me, a lot of, taught me a lot of the fundamentals of Chinese medicine. And up until that point, I've taken, like, uh, anatomy, physiology, all, the, all, all my core courses for dental school. So right. I, I was like a pre-med major, basically. Right. And um, here he was teaching me the secrets of Chinese medicine. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, not even the same concept, like completely different kind of concept, but very accurate in itself to Western medicine. And I was like, oh, wow. And to be lucky enough and fortunate enough to learn some of the, some of the things from him, um, uh, that was just it's, – it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And so – Wow. Uh, that's how I kind of learned what I had to learn. I mean, I mean, I mean, my uncle has since passed on, and then, um, but uh, he he taught me some of the important stuff. But there's still a lot of things. I mean, I have to admit that um, we never got into talking about. So I'm not going to say my 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 knowledge of Chinese medicine is even close to anything like he knew. Not even close. But I know enough to let's just say for us to talk about and to have a long a lot of long conversations with some people about that are, that are even interested. So I know if I just knew some of the basics and fundamentals and and information people that are listening are probably clueless as i was when i was 20 years old about what chinese medicine even is and now i'm about to some you know bring some of our listeners into some of the introductions of chinese medicine so at least we have an idea of what is going on wow you know yeah being a dentist do you find uh, that you you know some things that can help your patients yes yes there is um so you do use it in your practice then to a certain extent, I mean, when patients come in with like mouth sore, sometimes it's not just an autoimmune response. This is what doctors love to tell you: it's autoimmune, autoimmune this, right? There's other factors involved too with the human body that can manifest in the mouth. But but yeah, um, one thing my uncle did mention to me when I was going to dental school, he goes, "You going to dental school is a great thing because um, Chinese medicine is more internal medicine." Um, they say in, in ancient China they didn't really study much about dentistry. Like the, the body, the, the mouth was kind of separate. Te- teeth were a separate entity than the rest of the body, kind of, and so. Um, even today, though, medical and dental school are separate. Right. It's a separate school, you know, So, um, and it's a separate practice. So, um, my but, yet, but yet it's the same body. It is the same body, yeah. But fixing teeth is like its own specialty. And he goes, for some reason, the, the Chinese uh, ma- uh, ancient masters didn't really uh, research on techniques of how to restore broken teeth. That wasn't really something oh. they did. But they studied deeply into the internal mechanisms of the body, like how the body works, uh, the path of the chi and everything like that. That's That's what they really studied into so you know we're, we're, we're going to start off real basic today and then um 
you know, as, as we could talk about in the future, we can add more information to what, you know, we're building upon what we already learned already. Fantastic. This is fascinating. So uh, you have uh, uh, six criteria, standard criteria that tell you whether you are healthy or not? Yes. And this is what I want to start out with because this is the most popular, I think, thing to start out with that people can really relate to where okay. they won't get confused of what's going on. Let's just talk about, our, you know, when we, when we first go to the doctor regular and you said, oh, I want to get a body checkup. What does the doctor do? They draw some of your blood, they send it out, and you come back with these results about a few days later. It's supposed to have your white blood cell count, red blood cell count, you know, your thyroid hormone, your this hormone, that hormone, all these different things, right? Right. And so that's what we're so used to. I mean, everybody that's listening can probably relate to that. That's pretty standard among everybody. Yeah. And so um, if your numbers are correct, blah, 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 you're healthy. If the numbers don't fall within this base, baseline that you're supposed to be given, if you're out of range and you're low in this and you're supposed to supplement back or do something to try to fix the numbers, right? That's kind of how it is. Well, that's good. And like I said, Chinese medicine and Western medicine each have their own strengths. They have their own things they, that they you know, understand and talk about. And I think it's a good complementary system. It's not a replacement for what we already do. I think the lab tests, you know, uh, the numbers definitely have their uh, credit and it's important to know these numbers and it's a good, it's a good way to look at what you got going on. However, there is another side of our body that we don't really talk about, and that's our, our symptoms. Like our doctors don't really check us out too much. They just go by the numbers and look at the numbers, but they don't really right. check our bodies out. And Chinese medicine is all about seeing the body, reading the signs, the, the secret signs the body shows out, and understanding how to interpret those signs versus looking at a, 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 a you know, blood test, um, a, you know, a page that has your numbers you know, a, a randomly spread out upon them. It's not, that's not Chinese medicine works. Chinese medicine looks at symptoms. So... In Chinese medicine, we have six criteria. Just, just like we have these blood tests that show red blood cell, white blood cell, we have six criteria that we go by. And it's really, even though it sounds like what I'm about to explain to you might seem so simple, but it's like after 30 years of medical experience, this is my uncle discovered, and I'm going to share it with you right now because most people aren't going to know this. And it's, it's going to sound so simple, but the theory behind it is so complicated. So, for example, like we say Einstein's uh, equation, right? E equals MC squared, right? Right. That might look really simple, but if you look at the proof behind it that Einstein wrote, it was like a whole book about it. Like right. he wrote the proof behind it, and it, he eventually simplified the mathematics down to a simple equation, E equals MC squared. So it might look simple, but there's so much behind it that, that led to the creation of that equation, right? Right. Okay. So the six things I'm going to explain to people have a lot of experience, medical experience, have a lot of... Um, knowledge and insight behind it, even though it seems so simple. So let me just run through the, you know, these these six criteria and and the theory behind it is so complicated that it, we could be talking about each one for the next hour. So Whoa. you know, let's run through each one real quick, like just you know, real basic. I'm okay. gonna name each one and we'll we'll go each we'll, we'll go um talk about each one afterwards. Okay. So the first criteria is you have to have a normal appetite. Now it doesn't matter what your blood tests show, you have to have a normal appetite every day. So you should be able to eat about twice a day. I mean, don't overeat, but have a basic appetite. Having an appetite is very important. Two, you need to have a good bowel movement. And when I say a good bowel movement, it's defined to be a bowel movement once a day. Okay. And so people, when you know, people come in, you know, um, and my uncle asks them when they're when seeing him as a patient, he says, "Well, well how how's your bowel movement?" And they're like, uh, "It's good." He goes, "Well, how often do you have one?" It's uh, once a week. <laughs> so okay, so we'll we'll expand we'll, we'll expand on that a little bit later. So that's okay. number two. Number three. You have to have proper urination no matter what. And proper urination is about five, three to five, seven, five times a day. Less if you're exercising, but more if you're not. Proper urination. Number four, you need to have a good sleep pattern, which means you need to be able to sleep through the whole night. So if you're unable to fall asleep at night, 
you're able or, or you, you go to sleep or you keep waking up, going back to sleep you, or you wake up all the time. And that's not normal either. This insomnia of waking up, that's not healthy. Hmm. Okay, so that's the fourth. The fifth one is your face feels cool and your four limbs, your hands and your feet are warm or hot. They have to feel hot. Okay, and then number six, this is kind of, you know, uh, more of an adult thing, but males need to wake up with an erection every day and females need to wake up in the morning and then their, their nipples and their breasts have to be stiff, just like the male's erection like that. And so that's a really? very important thing. Yes, that's a very, very important thing. All these six things that I just named, like I said, it seems so simple, but you'd be surprised at how many people have blood tests that show up normal, but a lot of these six criteria that we talk about isn't, isn't, they, don't, they don't show these signs or, or, they, or they're missing these signs, even though your blood tests come up normal. And so if you don't have any of these that I just talked about, that definitely means that you're not healthy because there's something going on. And the blood tests don't always show everything. They show half of what's going on, but they don't show the entire body. And it's, what, what I was so amazed with was with these six things was my, my uncle explained it to me. I thought, oh, this is so basic. But you'd be shocked how many patients come in and don't have a lot of these signs. You know? And so um, these six criteria, if you have these six, you're pretty much in a good shape you know, in terms of health. Wow. And so... Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I'm I'm yeah. getting worried now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna die if you don't have them. It just means it just means like when you open up a, a Western medical our standard medical textbook, you know, you go to your doctor's office, he must have like 20 different textbooks on diseases, right? And shows you, okay, if you have this disease and that disease and this disease, great. But is there one single definition that shows if you're healthy or not? The most simple one of all, what's healthy, right? Because okay. in medical school, we we take one class on physiology, and that's like physiology is what's the body like when you're healthy, right? But we take like 10 courses on pathology on what goes wrong with the body with this, what, what goes wrong with this, what, what, what happens with this, what happens with that. We take so much, we, we learn so much about disease that we don't really learn how to define what health is. Wow. We don't know what healthy is. I mean, health, healthy to the Western doctors, just, you know, our standard medical system is just the blood tests, right? right. If you get the blood tests and you don't feel anything's wrong with you, you're, you know, you're normal. Whereas in Chinese medicine, okay, oh, okay, so we got the blood test in front of us. But these six criteria, do you meet, do you meet these six criteria? And, if you, and from our experience, <laughs> um, if you don't meet these six criteria, then, you know, you're not technically not healthy. Oh, and so, goodness. So let me, let me kind of go into a little bit more yeah. detail. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to. Uh, understand yeah. that I'm I'm hitting a couple of these really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, like I said before, we even talked about. It, I said, well, Jules, when we talk about this, as many as many things as we talked about law of attraction, we never talked about you know health and wellness. You right. Know? So this is a good chance for you to even ask questions as you know as as listeners oh. are listening. And I, I'm so. going to. I promise you that. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch right now. <laughs> okay, let's go with number one. one. Normal appetite. appetite. Okay, so. Well, let's just say, before I get a normal appetite, though, I think in America, I think we overeat a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think most Americans are going to fit in this category. They're going to meet this one. You know, uh, the normal appetite. I mean, a normal appetite is meaning you should be eating. You shouldn't be not be eating, you know. And so I think in America, most people are going to meet this criteria no matter what because I think we're overeating. Our appetite's too good, I think. You know, so here. are we not supposed to have three meals a day? Yeah, you have three meals, but it's not like the amount. I guess it's the quantity we're talking about, you know. Okay. I don't. I don't think people should be three hundred some pounds either, you know, yeah. or, or or more, you know. Um, when when I see shows like my six hundred pound life, I mean that is just out of control. Yeah. I mean, completely out of control. I mean, there's really no basis for something like that. Yeah. You know, and I mean, for average height and weight, you know, the average person, the average the average man should be, 
um, um, average birth should be about uh, what 180, 190, maybe yeah. 200, depending on how tall they are, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be over. So. Um, well, so if they're like 600 pounds, yeah. that's saying that they're not healthy. But is there a reason for that, or is it just emotional, mental? Well, with food, I think there's definitely an emotional, mental component behind it. Okay. You know, because I mean, I mean, I mean, this is a totally different subject in itself. When you say people are smoking and people eat too much or overweight, is that is that really, um, you know, an emotional or psychological? I mean, I I've seen time and time and again when people really want to quit smoking, they'll quit. They can quit. Cold, I've, I've seen people cold, quit cold turkey. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people that say, you know what, I really got to lose this weight, so I'm going to eat less. You know? But of course, as a society, we don't like to take personal responsibility sometimes, so we like to blame on other things. Well, I can't quit. It's addicting. I can't stop eating uh, as much as I usually do because it's, you know, I can't really stop. But you know, when you see people quit cold turkey, you know that it's a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. That you can contr- you can, if you want to really do it, you can control it. Just like, just like the law of attraction when you say, when, when, you know, in my book, when you say when you really want something, it's a true heart's desire. If it's really a true heart's desire, there's no excuses. Like you're going to want it. You, if you want something that bad, you're going to be able to do it. Right. You know. And so. it's amazing that people will set out and make a million dollars and totally disregard their health. By the time they reach a million dollars, they're very ill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if they can reach a million dollars, they can do the exact same thing with their health or their weight or their smoking or anything. Yes. Yes. It's a mental thing just like anything else. You know, mm-hmm. in law of attraction, everything starts mental. We say everything is mental. Right. And so everything starts with that. So I think most Americans have the first criteria covered. But as we move down the six, um, I don't think it's gonna, most Americans are going to meet that. And the second one is a bowel movement once a day. I would think most Americans, is, uh, from when my uncle's been in his practice, and I was um, kind of shadowing him, most Americans did not have one bowel movement a day. And, and actually, in internal medicine, when I go to my internal medicine textbook and I, and I flip through it, the definition of Western medicine, and I don't know if it's changed since then, but the definition of Western medicine of a, a, a proper bowel movement is once every three days. So really? If you're, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure depending on who you talk to, it's going to vary, but it's definitely not one bowel movement a day. That's wow. not That's not standard in Western medicine. But in Chinese medicine, if you're not having one bowel movement a day, that's not good. Huh. Because, Interesting. Yeah, because in naturopathic medicine, which is a branch of Western medicine, naturopathy, you see naturopathic doctors, oh, yeah. uh-huh. they will tell you that 80% of your disease comes from your colon, your large intestine. And so this is, this is not Chinese medicine here. This is naturopathic medicine. They will tell you that, you know, just like your garbage, if it piles up, if the garbage man doesn't take the garbage away, the garbage backs up and everything goes bad, you know, when the garbage packs up. So if you're, if you're eating three meals a day and you're not having one bowel movement a day, if you're eating that much, um, your, your colon isn't able to eliminate all the wastes. And so a lot of that is backing up into your blood, into your okay. lymphatic system, and it's going to cause disease for you. So, you know, this, is, this in and of itself is covering that what naturopathic medicine is saying. You, you need to have your bowel movements proper or you need to be regular. Otherwise, um, the toxins will back up into your body. And I guess that would be especially important now with all of the GMO foods. We don't know. Maybe. But, yeah. but, but you know, uh, the pesticides and everything, it means that your body can't flush out those poisons that were ingesting or perhaps not even washing the food well enough. So I can see. But David, so if you're not doing it once a day, how yeah. do you do it? Well, that comes from later on when we was more we discussed a lot of that's on the diet okay. too. The American oh. diet diet is not that great either. Yeah. You know. 
And so uh, that's a whole other subject as we'll get into as I, as I move down the, down the line okay. again. Okay. Um, so number three, proper urination. And so I don't think most people, the bowel movement is one thing. I don't think most people have a problem with this one. Um, you know, if you're working outside a lot, you're sweating, obviously your body's going to resorb a lot of the water, so you're not going to urinate as much. Yeah. But to have a proper urination three, five, seven times a day, that's normal. So if you're going, I mean, most people, I don't think they have a problem with this one. No, okay. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go all the time. <laughs> okay, so number four, we get to proper sleep pattern. Mm. Now, this is a bigger problem than most people realize, I think. Yes. Yes, it's huge. And it's actually, we, we had kind of scratched upon the surface in a, in a past interview where I had mentioned that um, our bodies are used to, I mean, and I remember in the caveman times when we were cavemen, you know, the sun came up, we woke up, and uh, we're not even caveman times, but before electricity was invented, right? We were farmers. Right. You know, um, we got up early, early in the morning. We worked when the sun rose up, and when the sun started to go down, we went home and we couldn't do anything else except light the candles up, you know, and probably chit chat, you know, before we went to bed, right? Right. And so uh, now that we have so much electronics in our age, TVs, radios, uh, phone, uh, cell phones with smartphones, right, iPads, mm-hmm. um, our bodies are, are the the chemistry is getting messed up because the brightness of the screen actually when it hits our eyes. It actually gives a fake kind of sensor to the brain, kind of a fake, uh, I would say, message to the brain that there's still light outside, right? right? And so when it fools our body into thinking there's still light outside, we get addicted to our phones. We get addicted to our iPads. We get addicted to our TVs. So we're staying up a lot later than we should be, you know? Okay. So this is one cause of it, obviously. I mean, other causes are it's uh, psychological or phys- physiological. But, you know, the point of the matter is this is a really important because if you're not sleeping right, that can cause a lot of problems, you know? Um, so it can cause a lot of problems such as, well, it's well like, one, you're, yeah. you're tired during the day. You can't yes. fully engage in life, but it, it causes other physiological. Well, yeah, because when you're sleeping, when you're resting, that's when your body is doing most of its healing. And so sometimes I think sometimes when people take medications, certain things that can, you know, for depression or something like that, sometimes, I mean, it's not just for depression, other things, it can cause your... Uh, disrupt your bias chemistry, which can cause you to sleep not as well as you, sh- you should be, you know. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I know one drug for uh, st- to stop smoking called Shantix. Yeah. Um, one of the side effects patients tell me is that it gives them nightmares. Right. Yes. That's what I hear all, all the, the time. time. So that's disrupting your sleep pattern. That's, and, and from a law of, you know, since this is a law of attraction radio network, we can, we can draw in some law of attraction concepts. Like, for example, in my book, I talk about there's a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. Okay, and your conscious mind is your waking mind, and your subconscious mind is the mind that's below your conscious mind. That's the one that, in the law of attraction, is supposed to manifest everything for you. Okay, uh-huh. well, the subconscious mind and conscious mind work together, but they work in a different together. Like for example, the subconscious mind works the best when the conscious mind is not awake. Oh. So that that's why in my chapter, uh, I forgot which chapter in my book, it said I'll, 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 I'll kind of say you put your intention on what you want to manifest, and you have to forget about it. That's the reason you have to forget about it. Because when your conscious mind is not aware of something, that's when your subconscious mind is working its best. Oh. Yeah. So that's that's how your body works. Your body works best when you're sleeping. When you so when you're when you're asleep, your conscious mind is asleep, but your subconscious mind isn't. Like for example, your subconscious mind controls your heartbeat, and your heartbeat never stops. You know? So when you're asleep, your body does its most healing because that's when the conscious mind isn't awake. That's when the conscious mind is asleep, and that's when the subconscious mind is going full blast. Wow. 
So, so when, so, so the reason why I tell people when you think about what you want, when you're trying to manifest too much, if you think about it too much, you're actually preventing it from happening because the more you think about it, the subconscious mind isn't being utilized. The conscious mind is pushing down or suppressing the subconscious mind. But when you forget about it and let it go, that's when the subconscious mind is able to spring out and do its work. And that's another word for detaching. That's exactly. Detaching is kind of forgetting it too. So when you're, when you're asleep, that's when your body is actually healing. That's when the body not only is it manifesting what you're trying to manifest, um, your body is also on a physiological level, medically speaking, it's healing. It's doing its best healing. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, you know with, with um, sports clients, I always have them visualize the game tomorrow that yeah. they're going to be playing and yeah. how they're going to play. Yeah. So, and then they go to sleep. Is yes. that right? Yes, or that's, no? That's, no, that's exactly how it's supposed to be. That's so, exactly you're, so you're supposed to visualize what you, your intention is and yep. then forget about it so that your body can take over. Yeah, so that, that, that's, why, that's why actually, and I need to bring it up, it's actually a good thing to uh, visualize or do law, your law of attraction exercises right before you go to bed. Wow. So you, 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 put a, you put a strong emotion and, and, and intention out to the universe, and then you go to bed, and that's the perfect time because that's when you're not thinking about anything. That's when your mind is shut down, and your subconscious mind is able to, boom, come up and do its work. Wow, that is so fascinating. And this is exactly why, like let's say someone gets in a really bad accident, and yeah. they go into a coma. Well, wh why is it that happening? Because the body is damaged so bad that the conscious mind has to shut off and let the subconscious mind heal. That, that, that's why it does that. That's naturally, it's, it's like putting your body into a super deep sleep so it can heal. So comas yeah. are necessary for the healing. Healing. Your body, your body just shuts off the conscious mind so that the, the subconscious can heal. So even though you're not awake, your subconscious mind is working. It's constantly working to heal yourself, to heal you. God, this is fascinating. Yeah, so, so if you're sick with the flu, you're, you're not going to really get better if you just, you just keep taking medication and work. You need to take your medication and sleep. That's when it's going to heal. The healing is going to happen for you. Oh, okay. So, so during this sleep pattern, that uh -huh. if, what if you're having nightmares? Is that an indication of something? Yeah, yeah, yes. There's an imbalance of something in the body going on. There's an imbalance somewhere. Really? Yeah, you're having, you know, whether it's some medications you're taking or something you're doing, um, it's causing it. You know, okay. yeah, it's really, uh, it's a huge thing. You know, uh, the sleep these days, and plus, plus, you know, you know. Compared to society of a long time ago, not only do we have all this electronic stuff around us, but we have emails. You know, we have all these different things going on. Um, people are checking their emails all the time. And this. so, I mean, our life is totally different than what our bodies were structured to for thousands of years. I mean, right. electricity wasn't around for thousands of years. You know, I mean, our modern civilization has only been around for about 200 years. You know, but things have changed so much in our life in the last 200 years that our bodies are so used to the, you know, the DNA is still from thousands of years ago. It's still trying to really adjust to this kind of modern lifestyle that we go through, you know? Yeah. Well, what if you, is it an indication if you can't remember your dreams? Is, is there, is Actually, there in, my, in my opinion, when you're talking about dreams, um, you, really shouldn't re you really shouldn't remember your dreams. You shouldn't, you really shouldn't need to remember your dreams. Really? Your dreams are just, yeah, dreams are just, sub, you know, Subconscious, Sub yeah, subconscious things coming out at you. I mean, sometimes you might get a good dream, or uh, um, you know, law of attraction-wise, you might get a good in, uh, moment of intuition. Yeah, then that's a good dream. Then you know, that's when you got to remember. But most dreams, uh, we're dreaming all the time. We just don't remember most of what we're dreaming about. But uh, and and it's not necessary for us. 
No, no. But wow, but, that's good but, to know. But, but once in a while, if you get you know, if you if you get a, like a burst of inspiration, let's say you're using law of attraction to solve a problem you're doing, and you get that that flash. Oh yeah, by all means, remember you know, use that as quick as you can. <laughs> that's your that's your subconscious talking to you. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, good stuff. So yeah. And I bet you nobody's heard this before. No, no, no one's this heard this before. This is so good. Yeah. Even if you go to all the, I mean, I know California has a ton of them, and Florida has a ton of them too, but California has a ton of them. When you go to the Chinese medical schools there, they don't even teach you this stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, to our listeners and to you, let's put it this way. You want to learn martial arts, like real Chinese martial arts, you don't go to a school to learn Chinese martial arts most of the time. You got to find a master that's willing to teach you his craft. Because Chinese people are very, very guarded in their secrets. The way, the way it worked in ancient China, and to some measure still today, is if you found a master of something, martial arts, Chinese medicine, or something, if you found this master, he'll, he'll only teach all of his knowledge to uh, his son. And if he had multiple sons, he'd only choose one son he would teach it to. Like the other sons might get like 50% of his knowledge, but there's only one son he's going to pick where he's going to teach everything to. Mm. And, 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 if, and if you're not related to him and he takes you as his apprentice, he's only going to teach you 70% of his knowledge. The, the, the final 30%, the inner secrets, he's never going to teach you that stuff. That's the way it's always been. And so with Chinese medicine, it's the same way. Wow. Um, in some respects, my, my uncle lucked out because when he was learning from his masters, some of them didn't actually have kids, some of them he was learning from. And he st- my, I think from my, my understanding, my uncle studied under 14 different masters of Chinese medicine, like 14 different ones. And so he was able to absorb the knowledge out of each one. And so what you're getting today is like the culmination of all the master's knowledge that I'm, showing, that I'm telling you, I'm teaching you. I mean, if you go to any of the, medical, the Chinese um, doctor schools in California, none of, none of them are going to teach you something as simple as I'm going to teach you, but something as deep and as uh, profound as what I'm t- telling you right now. Yeah. I, and what's even more spectacular is tying in the law of attraction. This is just mind-blowing stuff. I just love it. Yeah, I mean, law of attraction is my, my, you know, my passion. And so having a knowledge of that, plus what my uncle taught me, plus my knowledge of Western medicine, I'm able to kind of give you the bits and pieces and the best of each part, you know, uh, of each one and what's applicable. Okay, so yeah. we need to go on the next one. But I got to tell you, David... I, I really want you to write a book on this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not going to get away from me like that. <laughs> this is too good. Okay. So then we talked about the fleet pattern. So number five is your face is cool. Your ha- your face is supposed to be cool. cool. But the hands and limbs That's, and the feet are supposed yeah. to be hot. Uh, and, and, and this is super duper important. And you'd be absolutely astounded at how it's not true. How, it doesn't, how most people don't have this. People have the reverse. They might have cold hands and feet and a hot face. Well, what is okay. this? Why, why is this necessary? Okay, okay, okay. Face? Yeah, let me, let me tell you why I'm this sorry, is the case. I'm sorry. I'm getting so excited. Okay, yeah, yeah. go ahead, David. <laughs> okay, first, think of the body as like a miniature earth. Okay. Okay, that's what you got to think about. Now, when you're in the earth, let's say the, um, the, um, if the body is like a miniature earth, the... When you're on the earth, let's say you're in sunny California or Florida, it's really hot, right? Right. Earth, right. But as you move up, let's say you go to the mountains, as you go further up, even though you're closer to the sun because you're higher up, right? Right. Isn't it doesn't actually get colder as you move higher up? Yeah. 
And you think, whoa, 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 wow. I mean, the sun's so hot. I'm, I'm on the ground, but as I move up, I should be closer to the sun, right? I should be hotter. But for some reason, in science, uh, our nature, our, uh, the, uh, you're actually colder when you're on top, right? So think of your face, the body, as like, a, you know, the earth. And your face is as if you're closer up into the sky, like the mountain. And you're the ground, the floor where the sun is touching, where everything is hot on the beach and everything, that's your hands and feet. Okay, so next step I'm going to tell you is the king of organs in the body is the heart, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so the heart controls everything. Now, when, you, when you, your heart doesn't beat, you're dead. That's pretty, everybody knows that. Yeah, right? yeah, heart, right. Okay, so when the heart's pumping, every, everything that, every time the heart pumps, not only is it pumping blood, but in Western medicine they say, oh, it just pumps blood, and that's the important thing. No, the heart not only pumps blood, but it also creates heat as it's pumping. So you hear that's their heart going, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. So it's creating heat as it's pumping. Now this heat gets distributed to the body, okay? And this is really important because the body needs heat. Otherwise, you'll die too. You need heat, okay? So the hands are controlled by the heart. So your, 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 your hand, the, the temperature of your hands is from your heart. Now there's a big artery that connects the heart to the small intestine. Now for those of you who never had physiology before, quick lesson. Your small intestine, when you eat something, your small intestine does all the digestion in the body, basically like 90%. Your stomach is like a washing machine. It churns the food and then sends the food into the small intestine. Oh. Okay. You can, you can technically live without, without a stomach. Like if you have a stomach cancer, they can take your stomach out, connect your esophagus to your small intestine, and you can still live. Really? Yes. Because all your digestion happens in the small intestine. Okay. Wow. So, so the heart has a large vessel that connects it to the small intestine. So as the heart pumps the blood through the body, it also sends the heat, some of its heat down to the small intestine. And the small intestine is super important because not only, not only in Western medicine, they'll tell you, oh, it's super important because it controls your digestion. But in Chinese medicine, it's even more important than that because the small intestine is, the, is like the warming mechanism. It's, it, it warms up all the organs around your body and the bottom. So you're, it, it warms up your, your, um, your, your um, bladder. It warms up your kidneys, all, all the organs around it is warmed by your small intestine. And also, the small intestine controls the feet. Oh. So the small intestine controls the temperature of your feet, and the heart controls the temperature of your hands because they're higher up, right? The heart's higher up in your body than, than your small intestine, right? Right. So when your hands and feet are warm, it means that your small intestine and heart are working the right way. It's, 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 it's working properly. And so when your face is cool, it means that the, the distribution of everything in your body is correct because now your, your head is like a miniature earth, like a mountain. It's cool, okay? And the body, your lower part of your body, like the earth, it's nice and warm. So your body is in balance. So anytime, anytime you see someone that has, you know, their face is red and hot and their hands and feet are cold, not good. Uh-oh. Not good at all. When someone has, you know, I'm just going to skew up a little bit. When someone has prostate cancer, yeah. One of the symptoms of prostate cancer, which, you know, you can even have a normal PSA test on this, but one of the characteristic symptoms of prostate cancer, a man will tell you, is that their feet are so cold, it feels like it's cold to the bone. Oh, goodness. So um, just this one criteria alone can probably cover 90% of diseases. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah. I, I'm sitting here in uh, 105 yeah. degrees out in the uh, desert yeah. here, and um, okay, my face is hot. Yeah, well, and my yeah, feet are cold. cold. So, 
There's um, something going on. I mean, I, I would I would even rather have someone with a hot face and hot hands and feet instead of a uh, instead of a cold. Uh, I mean, sorry, a cool face and cold hands and feet. Cold hands and feet to me are bad. It's always a uh -oh. bad sign. Uh oh. I mean, it means your, your your blood test might come up normal, but if you have cold hands and feet, never a good sign. Oh. Never, never a good sign. Goodness. Well, I know you told me a couple of shows ago that yeah. one of the ways that you can counteract that is to eat meat. Yes. A and so, David, I have been paying attention to you, and I will have maybe um, meat once every two weeks, but perhaps I need to step that up a little bit. Well, here, here's the thing too. Like, you know, there's different. I mean, medicine is very complicated, and we're just scratching the surface of what we're talking about here, sure. right? So, there's many causes of the cold hands and feet. One of them, to me, that I've seen most in females, and it happens a lot with females, and I can't speak for males right now, but for females, why I see hands, cold hands and feet a lot, 99% of the time, it's because you know, red meat gets this, like this bad rep in the media. Like, oh, red meat's bad for you. You're gonna get right. you know heart disease, whatever, which is not true at all. But that's what the media wants to believe, and so. Women, you know, they want they don't want to they want to lose weight they don't want to gain weight you know so they want to stay nice and slim. A lot of women love to eat raw salads. Yeah. And so they have raw salads and then and they shun away from red meat, whereas they go towards like the white meat, like chicken. Well, red meat is red for a reason. What color is our blood? Red. Red. Okay. You want to build iron? You want to build this uh, build iron and nutrients? You have to eat red meat. White meat has its protein and everything else and beans too, but red meat has a kind of protein that you can't get with white meat and raw salad. And so, uh, too much raw salads, and this is in Chinese medicine too. Too much raw vegetables and salads is, um, sorry, too too much um, uh, raw meat. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Raw vegetables is bad on the spleen, and it causes a lot of dampness in the body. Wow. And so, uh, that. Well, then, so yeah. how how often are you supposed to eat meat? Is it supposed to be every day, or can you do? I mean. I Can say, you I, I'm, substitute I, it with like seafood or something? I, I mean, the, the way I look at it is, um, if you if you have cold hands and feet, you should, and if you've been eating a lot of raw vegetables during your time, you should be um, having li little bits of red meat every day at least for a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until I mean, you know, you're 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 getting back when your hands and feet aren't as cold anymore. Okay. Like like like, like you you said your feet are cold, right? Yeah, they but, are. But, but what about your hands? Um. Well, so so if it's not, not bad. yeah, not, not that bad. bad. So what's happening is you're having the heat pump from your heart, but there's not enough extra pressure, not enough extra heat to pump it down to your feet. Oh goodness. So, this is really really important. You'd be absolutely surprised. Like my my uncle can do all these diagnostic tests all day, but when they come in, the minute, the, minute, the first time he sees them, he'll do a few tests and he'll say, "How's your hands and feet?" He'll feel it, and if that's off, then a lot of things are off. You okay. Know, you, you can have perfect blood tests. I'm telling you, you can have perfect blood tests. Um, and still have cold hands and feet, which is huge. Well, yeah, because it yeah. wouldn't register on a blood test. The no. heart's not no. pumping, so no. it's missing yeah. the the vital information. And 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 what I find is a lot of a lot of women are vegetarian. They don't even eat meat. Right. And so I I've seen I've seen women that are like in a are wearing a, a, like a long sleeve coat outside when it's hot outside because they're so cold. Right. And that is not normal. That is not normal. If you're doing that, you're doing something wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. You gotta eat vegetables too to balance out your diet. You can't just eat meat all the time, you know. But if you're that cold, um, that's not good. I mean, I, I recommend women. If you've been eating a lot of raw salads, that's fine. You can still do that in moderation. But you need to eat more cooked vegetables, and you need to start adding some red meat to your diet. 
and lamb is excellent too because lamb is actually leaner than beef is, but it has all it's even it has even more heat qualities than beef does. Okay, so yeah. so lamb and beef. Uh, yeah. We're we're talking like cows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. And, and, and you know, not not well done, but like medium medium rare. Medium you know, rare. Where, where, where there's more red to it. That's gonna because all that all that all that extra redness is gonna go in your body and create more heat for you. Okay, well, I have been eating wrong for a long time then, and well, I need to. But it, it yeah. has been. It, pe people have been telling women to, you know, if you want to watch your weight, you don't eat a lot of red meat. Yeah, that's what they're telling you. And, and, and this is feeding And cholesterol. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. I just had to throw something in, and it's, we can talk about this in the future presentation, you know. But um, since we're on the subject here, uh, I really want to go through, and I, I think I've kind of scratched upon this in a previous um, call, you know, that that we did. Um, but since we're talking about this here, it's also important that I bring this up. Um, the woman's menstrual cycle, yeah, okay, is in Chinese medicine is explained much more accurately and better than in Western medicine. Now, the way it works is this: now, once a month, and this is the reason why the the hands and feet have to be co uh, hot too. This is this is huge, okay? So. Um, I'm gonna explain it here, and that's uh, once a month. Like for example, your heart is pumping, and your breast, and the women, the women's breasts are between the heart, right? Or the heart's right. between the breasts, right? So right. the women's breasts are always producing breast nutrients, and these nutrients are white color nutrients. Okay. So as the heart's pumping, the heart's heat and energy turns the milk nutrients into a pink color. Okay. This, this happens once a month, you know, as it's going on, right? Boom, 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 boom. And remember I told you there's a, there's a connection between the heart and the small intestine? Right. Right. So at, at the, so the heart's got to have a lot of power, right? Boom, 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 boom. Your, your hands are nice and hot. You have all this energy. Once a month, the heart pumps the milk nutrients down into the small intestine. And the small intestine's hot, right? Like we talked about before. Okay. Yeah. So the small intestine fires up the milk nutrients a second time, and it turns it into a dark red color. And so once a month, this milk nutrients are expelled through the through the body, the women's body, and that's why every time before you, women have a period, they always feel like their breasts are full. They feel full before they have exactly. a period. Exactly, we call yes. it bloating. Yes, because it's right at the moment when the nutrients are about to be expelled from the heart down into the small intestine. Oh my and, god! And out through the out through the uterus, you know, the, the female's uh, reproductive area, you know, and so this is this is the normal stage of events. Okay, now what's so important about the hot hands and feet again? Remember. Heart controls the hands, the heat, right? Small intestine controls the feet, right? Uh -huh. If for some reason the heart isn't strong enough, there's not enough pressure, not enough temperature, it's too weak, right? As the heart attempts to send down these nutrients, it doesn't have the pressure or the power to do that. So the nutrients get backed up again. It reverses direction and goes back into the, into the heart. Oh, my gosh. So there's, there's three scenarios that can happen. So if it goes back into the heart, that's when women get lupus. That's where lupus comes from. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and, and where Western medicine says, "Oh, it's an autoimmune," but they don't really know what's going on. It is autoimmune because autoimmune simply means that your body is attacking itself. Like your your immune system is attacking your body's own organs, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you have wastes that are supposed to be expelled from the body, but they aren't coming out, what's your body going to try to do? The body's going to try to attack it. It's going to try to get rid of it, right? So so remember the bowel movement thing. If your yeah. body doesn't can't get rid of those nutrients. Those nutrients, where is it going to go? It's going to back up into the body, right? 
they, then your body's going to try to produce uh, immunity to try to get rid of that nutrients, the bad stuff, the old nutrition, nutrition that should be coming out of your body, right? So that, that's why you can get cancer, colon cancer, and all sorts of autoimmune diseases when your stuff is backed up. So when your blood that's supposed to be coming out from the body backs up into the heart, now you have an autoimmune response. Where Western medicine doesn't know what's going on is the autoimmune response is being caused by the blood backing up into the heart. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so, so oh, wow. But that's not the only place. Now, in some women, it's different. Sometimes that blood, that nutrients get backed up and it goes into the lungs. That's how you get lung cancer. So you, you, you'll see women that have never smoked a day in their life but still get lung cancer, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where, that's where it comes from. And then sometimes it doesn't go to the heart or the lungs. It goes into the breasts, and that's when you get breast cancer. Interesting. So, I mean, I remember in my youth yeah. um, having hor horrific monthly cycles. I mean, just pain. Yeah. And I always had cold feet, always, mm -hmm. and cold hands. Yes. So, and one, one of the reasons why you had the it was menstrual cramps, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. The reason why you were having those menstrual cramps is because your small intestine, which originated from the heart, is not hot enough to melt the blood. Like, like, like your blood plaque came out in chunks, right? Like, yeah. Heart, yeah. Because blood should come out smooth. Like when you're getting blood drawn out, you know, or you cut yourself, blood, how blood flows out. That blood is because, because you probably, maybe from your diet or something, you weren't getting enough red meat or whatever nutrients. You, your body wasn't hot enough, it was too cold. So your, your hands and feet were telling you your body temperature is too cold. And so that blood should be heated up. Like if your hands and feet were hot, it would melt that blood out. So when the blood flew out of your body, it would flow out just nice and smooth. But because that blood clumps up, when it clumps up in your body, anytime you have clumps in your body, it causes pain. Wow. So that's why when you get hit in your, butt, in your arm or somewhere else, you get a bruise, it hurts, right? Because there's, yeah. there's a blood clot in there, right? So when you get clumps of menstrual cycle blood, into your in your in your uterus or your you know your your abdomen abdomen area, that's going to cause a lot of cramping. Oh my goodness! You know I have got uh, granddaughters. Uh, I got people that I know. They yeah. have got to know this. Yeah. This is so important. Yeah. I mean, my granddaughter suffers from horrendous cramping yeah. every and, and, month, and, and and now I understand what's yeah. going on. And then next time, go grab her hands and feet and say, okay, what does it feel like? Oh. It's cold. You're not doing something right. She's probably she's probably like you, all vegetarian or very yeah. vegetarian diet. It's a very common thing among among women because of our society and 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 uh, advertisements saying red meat's bad for you. Yeah, and it's exactly. not bad for you. I'm here yeah. to tell you it's not bad for you. You got to have it, and that's why women have so much. Um, and and, and so and so uh, Jules, when you have cold hands and feet, it's telling you your body your body's internal mechanisms are too cold. Right, this is going to set the breeding ground for a lot of problems. And I just talked to you about three. When the, if the blood is not, if the, if the heart isn't strong enough, if there's not enough pressure, it's going to revert, the, 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 the nutrients are going to reverse direction back into the heart, which can cause lupus, which can cause breast cancer or lung cancer, one of the three. So it's real important that, that the cycle is continuous and the heart is strong and the heart has enough nutrients, which is from red meat, has enough red nutrients to push this nutrients out down to the small intestine and it won't reverse back into the heart. The heart has to be so powerful where it just blows out or pumps that pressure down into the small intestine, and that's where the nutrients, you know, are going to get fired up and released out of the body. Well, I guess I'm going to head out to Trader Joe's and get some organic beef tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, since we're on that subject, the best kind of beef, you know, and I know it's expensive sometimes, but um, is grass-fed beef. Oh, okay. That's the best kind of beef. That's, that's superior. It's the best quality. It's going to be a little more expensive, but if you can afford it, 
Um, that's the kind of get. But that's not to say regular beef that we get is um, bad. It's just um, when you want a gold standard or something, that's what you're going to, you know, if you want to go for it, that's, that's the best kind. But you know, if you can't get access to that, still go for red, red meat. You need some red meat in your diet. Okay. You know? And seafood's good too, but seafood is still not a replacement for red meat. You got to have some of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, David, now let's go to the number six, which I have never heard okay. before. I've never even knew <laughs> number okay. six was, I mean, really, this is the mind blowing yeah. information to me. Okay. Now, um, in Chinese medicine, there's, uh, well, as, as I mentioned before, number six, if you're, just, if you're just tuning in, number six is um, men, males should wake up with like an erection in the morning and females should wake up with, you know, the nipples erect or kind of stiff, you know. Um, what this means, there's a few meanings behind this. One, one of them is in the morning, okay, let's talk about yin and yang. You seen that yin and yang symbol before, Jewel? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, what does that actually mean? Okay, there's different meanings, but sim to, to simplify it, it just means that this universe is composed of, it's, it's built upon negative forces. You can't just have one or the other. You have to have both. They both balance each other out. The yin and the yang balance each other out. So, you know, we have the sun, which is yang. You know, and generally yang is white, it's hot. It's rising, it moves upwards, you know, rising, hot, upwards, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, yin is moving down, contra contracted, uh, uh, cold, dark, okay? So daytime is yang, nighttime is yin, right? The sun is, the sun is yang, the moon is yin, right? Mm -hmm. um, in our blood, we have white blood cells, red blood cells. Red blood cells is the yin, white blood cells is the yang. Okay, so the, the, the yolk, see the egg, an egg, egg has yin and yang too. The yolk is the yin, the egg white is the yang. So white, so yang and yin, yang is white, yin is black, dark. Hmm. And the, the, the universe and everything we do is built based upon the yin and the yang. Everything we, everything, all life, all life on earth is based upon the yin and the yang. You have to balance your life. When you have too much of something, so if your body's too cold, like when you were younger, you have menstrual cramps, your body was too yin. Yeah. Because you're cold and compressed. Right. Okay. Someone that's way too hot and too overheated, they're really yang. We say yang, yang. Wow. Okay. So when you eat too much raw vegetables, that's too yin in your body. There's too much yin, too much dark, cold, dampness. You know, if you just eat only meat and you don't eat vegetables to balance it out, you're too yang. I see. Okay. So when you wake up in the morning, that's the yang energy because it's morning, right? Daytime, right? The sun is rising. So your reproductive organs are moving in a yang direction. So, you know, the um, male organ moves upwards because that's a yang phenomenon, and the female breast moves up too. Ah. Okay. Now, now think about this. The male and female are pretty much the same, but they're the yin and the yang. They're the opposites of each other, right? right. The mirror opposites. So think about this. The male's organ which rises up in the morning, right, the, the, for health purposes, okay, right. rises up in the morning. What does the man have? The man has semen. Semen is white, right, for reproduction, right? right. What, what, what do women have coming out of their breast? Breast milk, that's white. Yeah. But in the females, it's in the chest area, and the males, it's in the lower area. So they both, male and female, both release yin substances, but they're opposites. Yeah. You see? So, so um, a female has a menstrual cycle once a month, right? Right. Okay. But they say, well, males don't have a menstrual cycle. Actually, males do have a menstrual cycle. Do because, they? Because remember how, how things work, right? So females, remember I told you, where does the heart push the nutrients? Downwards, right? Right. 
Well, in males, it's pushed. It's, it's because of we're yin and yang. The males, it's pushed upwards. Oh, okay. Wow. And, for, and 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 you know, in Chinese medicine, we know this to be true. All your head hair or any hair, hair is produced from the residue of the blood. Your blood's residue becomes your hair. So think about when someone takes cancer medication, it destroys, the, it hurts the kidneys and the liver, right? Right, so and they lose kid- their hair. Hair, because the kidneys produce erythropoietin, which is a hormone which produces more red blood cell. So when you disrupt that pattern, you have, you have no hair, or you lose a lot of your hair. Hair is basically residue from the blood. blood. The leftover of the blood nutrients becomes the head hair, or the hair in the body. That's where stomach comes from. So where am I going with this? Well, male, females have blood that comes out of their bodies once a month, right? Through their, men- right. Through their menstrual cycle. Right. And, and males, it goes north instead of south. It moves upwards. And, and remember, hair, remember hair comes from blood nutrients, right? Yeah. Males have to shave once a month because the beard is the residue of the blood. The menstrual cycle for males is growing a beard and a mustache. Oh, my yeah. goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. (laughs) Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Wow. And so, and so, So, um, but David, what happens if they don't have an erection? Well, that's what I'm getting into. The male's reproductive organ is very closely associated with the heart. Uh So if you have a strong heart, you're going to have a strong erection. So when you have a weak erection or not much of an erection, that could be a, 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 like a, like a, a pre- precursor to like some kind of mild heart disease. Wow. Because that, that, that's, that's how Viagra works, right? When you take Viagra, it causes dilation of the blood vessels in the body. And it causes more blood to go from the body into the, the male reproductive organ. That's how it works. But of course, Viagra is a temporary fix. It doesn't really solve the underlying fix of it. Wow. You see? And so, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's happening. And so, you know, there's this old saying in, in uh, I guess, Chinese medicine, too. It says, man who wakes up soft, not in good health. <laughs> you know, so you should wake up. I mean, males, I mean, if you're listening, I mean, you should wake up with an erection in the morning. It Is that a, for any age? Well, obviously. Not um, the young baby. Well, well, if, but... if you notice, when you're a young boy, I mean, you're not a young boy, but when we're young boys, when you're even in junior high and high school, we wake up with what's called morning wood. Oh, okay. You know? And that's when young males are starting to really pick it up, you know. And of course, when you're 18 and 20 and even your 30s, I mean, they're still going strong. And even your 40s, you should still. But obviously, as you age, your testosterone levels are going to dip a little bit as you age. You know, um, male health is a totally separate subject in itself as well. You know, as you know, that's a whole other subject, too. Um, well, but I'd yeah. like to focus in on the male health and then one show on the female health. This yeah. is just so fascinating. David, yeah. we're almost out of time. Yeah. I want to ask the uh, listeners um, if they have any questions. Uh, I have a question. Okay, okay. Deborah. <laughs> yes, um, I can't sleep at night because I have night sweats. Night uh-huh. sweats. Okay. So is that something that's medically wrong with me, or simply? It, it, I mean, are, are those? I mean, the night sweats where your 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 shirt is soaked, your nightgown soaked, or anything like yes. that? Yes. Yes. Oh wow! I mean, how long has this been going on? Um, for quite a while. Quite a while, all through your childhood and everything. Uh, no, uh, oh, no. More than uh, an adult. Yes, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say about because I didn't have um, hot flashes. I just have nice sweats. So 
I know about ten years. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, have you have you have you been the doctor about this, or you haven't? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't. Okay. All right, that's fine. Um, like I said, without going, I mean, we're just giving basic medical advice here, so it's not a substitute exactly. for you know okay. seeing your doctor. Um, but one of the reasons why when you sweat too much is has to do with um, we call it too much. Your, your body has too much dampness, and so w- when you say dampness, it's like when you take a towel and you put it under the water and you wring the water out. The, the towel is still damp, right? It's still damp from the water, but the body gets damp too. And a lot of times, like for example, when me and Jules are talking about, do you eat a lot of raw salads, raw foods? Uh, no. Well, what I do is um, I have um, at night when I I use a uh, do um, a smoothie instead of yes. eating. And it's a cold. Is it with ice and cold and ice cold smoothie? Yes. 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 Now we 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 pretty much nailed your problem ninety percent right there. <gasps> Really? When you when you eat raw foods and and especially cold raw foods, um, and and, and is, is the smoothie mostly raw fruits and vegetables basically? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Raw foods and vegetables damage the spleen in your body, and the spleen controls your dampness in your body. So how how much dampness, how much how much sweat, how much fluid you have in your body is controlled by your spleen. Mm-hmm. And so when you have too much fluid, too much cold and damp ice and all the raw stuff. That puts too much stress on your spleen, and your spleen can't control the dampness. So the spleen has to wow. release it through sweat. That's the only way it can happen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you? you need to cut out on that <laughs> That's on that smoothie, and uh, I can almost <laughs> virtually assure you. I mean, I mean, how, how long have you been doing that smoothie? How long have you been doing it now? I have a habit. As a, out of oh, habit. Um, I'm going to say about, about three, four years. <laughs> okay. Whenever yeah. I can. Yeah. So your body has a ton of dampness inside, and when you're sleeping, it's trying to release all that through sweat. Oh. And that's why is it, you say it's cold sweat, right? Yes. Yeah, it's cold sweat because your body is, you know, and when you're sleeping, before you you drink it before you go to sleep, your your body's digestive system shuts down, so it really can't uh, burn it off. Like if you, if you drink that smoothie in the morning and go out and do your do your daily job and work, and your body is moving, so your body is alive and it's burning the calories off. But and and burn and actually when you exercise, you burn dampness off too, you know. But when you are doing it at nighttime and right before you go to bed, your body is basically turning, shutting off for the night, and it's got all that fluid inside from the smoothie. Um, it's not digesting it, so it has to release that somehow. Wow. That's what's going on. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, aren't you glad well, you called you. tonight, Deborah? I yeah. am. <laughs> yeah. Isn't this fascinating? <laughs> I I had yeah. no idea. I'm just yeah. learning so much. All right, well, we're all out of time. I want to thank you again and thank all the listeners who have called in to uh, get this information. Thank you, Deborah, for a terrific question. And uh, David, I look forward to learning so much more about this. This is fascinating. It's just mind-blowing to me. So thank you so much, David, and and thank you. It's been a great show. Thanks Thanks for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure talking with you. Oh, it's it's a thrill for me to talk to you. So um, with that, this is the end of the show. Thank you very much, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com, and have a great week.